Good day and welcome to Fitzroy's online service on Valentine's Day 2021, just a few days before Lent. What an interesting time. And later on in the service for Valentine's Day we'll be thinking about God's love for sure and we have an old sort of gospel favourite that John Trinder has gospelised up even for you, a little treat for Valentine's Day but concentrating on the love of God. Rose will be telling us a little bit more about the Lent Project and Fitzroy Together that starts on Wednesday and I hope you have got in the post a little bit of information about that already. So if you want to find out more website, Fitzroy website, that will tell you how you can donate if you haven't had a plate passed by you in now 11 months. Um, and how you can become a member and get our newsletter. Now, uh, to to get the newsletter and be a member of that stature, you need to be on our books. So if you're one of that, what I call the associate members of Fitzroy, please tell us that because we're thinking of starting an associate members type thing and we'll be looking at that in the next number of weeks. So just let us know if you would like a little bit more information about Fitzroy and connect with us a bit more, whether you're in uh, uh, Canada, um, uh, Western um, USA, right? through to Bangladesh and Europe and everywhere in between Australia, Judah, shouldn't forget you, in Australia. But before we start to worship on Valentine's Day, let us be still for a moment. God is love. Lord, forgive us when that becomes so familiar that it's not much more than a cliché. Help us to stop and marvel and wonder and be grateful at this outrageous idea that God lavishes his love on us. God is love. Lord, may those three words change our week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh Lord my God When I in awesome wonder Consider all The works thy hands have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout The universe displayed Then sings my soul My Savior God to Thee How great Thou art how great Thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to Thee How great Thou art How great Thou art And when I think That God is Son not sparing Sent him to die I scarce can take it in That 
then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. Shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, My God, how great Thou art! Then sings my soul. morning Fitzroy it's great to see you but actually isn't that the point we haven't seen one another for months and months and months so we're going to try to remedy that in some sort of small way because during the season of Lent we're going to have a program called Fitzroy together and it will be an opportunity yes albeit online to see a lot of our church family participate and offer some thinking over the season of Lent on reflections that they'll be doing on uh, passages out of Luke's Gospel. Uh, As well as a a Lent reflection each week, there's also going to be some activities that will come in throughout the, the time of Lent. But I want to tell you about the actual Lent Reflections programme. And so each Sunday evening of Lent, we will have a reflection that will last up to sort of 20 minutes maximum, And during these six Sunday evenings, at least 30 of our church family will participate in these. So that's how we're sort of trying to bring you back together with a sense of seeing one another, seeing people that you haven't seen for months. And what we're longing for is that it gives you a sense of being part of church family again. That's what the whole programme is about. So may you know God's blessing in all of this uh, activity that's going to take place over the next six weeks. In our prayers this morning, we're going to take some time to think about the needs of our own church family and uh, bring different aspects of church life um, to the Lord in prayer. So let's turn to God in prayer. And for the first few minutes, I'm going to ask you to be still and to invite the Holy Spirit to come and give you an awareness of what it is that he wants to bring to you and uh, what the Lord is actually saying to you this morning through the prayers. So let's take a moment. Father God, thank you for our church family, for the gift of one another, for the joy of community, for the memory of worship and fellowship together that uh, gives us such joy as we reflect on it. 
thank you for the expectation and hope that we can soon be physically together again. Thank you for Steve and everyone who has kept us in touch as a church family through the online service. Give Steve renewed and refreshed inspiration and resourcefulness as he has to continue these online services over the next number of weeks. And for the tech team, Lord help them as well. They've had a lot of extra work to do and we pray for them and pray your blessing on them and all those who participate in these services. May they know your grace and resourcefulness. We pray, Father, for ourselves. There are uh, some in our congregation at the moment who are really grieving. We think of Anne Spence, Anne Alexander and Claire Williamson, all of whom recently have lost their mothers. And Lord, many of us know just how deep grief can be and how we can just find ourselves lost in a world of wondering uh, what it is that has happened. We pray for all these girls and their families as they remember fondly their mothers and the great times they had with them. But we pray you will comfort them and that they will experience that comfort. We thank you, Lord, that even though we are in lockdown, there is still the opportunity for us as a, a, a community to serve the wider community. And so we want to bring the work of Food Bank to you. Continue to pray for Brenda uh, as she organises it all. But especially today, want to focus on those in our congregation who participate in delivering and in making the phone calls to check in with people or to organise to have a delivery made to them. Lord, often the people that we're seeking to serve English is not their first language. And so the language barrier can make this more difficult than normal. So we pray especially for those on the phone that you would give them grace and patience and that above all else they would be aware that they're simply being the mouthpiece of you, the Lord who loves these people and is reaching out to them through the service of Food Bank. And Lord, for those who deliver the Food Bank parcels, finding the streets, uh, finding the right address, finding the, the doorway to actually go to, and then engaging again with people who may not speak uh, English as a first language. Lord, grant patience to all of them um, and give them a, a tremendous smile of warmth and love so that they too might be those who are bringing the love of God into these homes at this time. Lord, we, we lift up Food Bank to you. And we think personally now of all the other uh, outreaches of our church that people are involved with and we take a moment to do that. And then Lord we want to bring before you this whole initiative of Fitzroy together. We ask that we would be so aware of your voice as these Lent reflections go out each Sunday evening, as we engage in Zoom conversations or even the fun of a family quiz together Lord, may we sense and know the warmth and fellowship and voice of our God. Help us each as we participate in the Lent Reflections to, as it were, silence other voices in our heads so that we might hear what it is you are saying to us. And give us all the capacity to seek out space to be more attentive to you during this season of Lent, that our faith might grow 
so that we might be in a better place to love and to serve one another as the Lord Jesus has called us to do. Lord, hear our prayer.
reading from Mark 9, verses 2 to 9. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son who I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant.
So here's my disclaimer. I have been on antibiotics most of the week. And I'm hoping that at the end of this sermon you're not saying, we know that boy was on drugs for most of the week. It is Valentine's Day and we're a few days from Lent. And we have this lectionary reading that is at the end of the season of Epiphany leading into Lent. And it's the Transfiguration. And I've always struggled a bit to preach on the Transfiguration. And I was delighted this week to find out that most preachers struggle with the Transfiguration. So I've come up with a few of the things... I always talk about sermons are where the the bits of steel fly around and then stick magnetically. They fly around the place and then suddenly magnetically they glue together this is a bit of one of those and I want to start you're not going to believe it but I want to start in the world war world war two let's take that for an example world war two I probably became aware of I don't know was I seven eight nine ten around that age we went to the cinema to see the Battle of Britain. Now, when I was a kid, we would go to the cinema. You would see a few Walt Disney, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book, James Bond when I was about 12. But we didn't go to the cinema much, especially uh, with my dad. I can remember clearly this was when I was with my dad. And we watched the Battle of Britain. And between you and me, it was pretty gruesome stuff. I still have memories of some of that movie, even though it was so long ago, it was still gruesome. That makes you realise that the war is a massive thing. Um, it's just every country in the world was involved in World War Two. You, you know, you have the whole of Europe, and then you're across Russia, and you're into Japan, and they're bombing America, and uh, everybody seems to be involved, which is why they called it World War Two. It's a massive thing. It's cinematic. And then later in life. It became personal for me. It became personal when I was had the privilege of visiting John Mills, who passed away a few years ago in Fitzroy. He used to come every Remembrance Day with his medals. And he talked to me about being a pilot in World War Two, And it became down from the cinematic to the personal. 
where he told me that one morning he was ill, they wouldn't let him fly and he was angry that he couldn't fly, but his partner and his replacement didn't come home. There's the personal cost of World War Two. Or I read just uh, a couple of years ago Father Martin's book on the Poor Clares. The Poor Clares, a sisterhood on uh, the uh, Cliftonville Road. And I read about them that during one of the blitzes, they were praying at the altar that people in the neighbourhood would be saved from these bombs that were dropping and that there might be peace. They didn't think they would survive to the next day, but they just prayed all night long. The personal of the huge. Bear with me, bear with me. During the week, a book came through the post. It's the book that my good friend Glenn Jordan uh, was working on before he passed away last year. Glenn worked for Corey Meal at the end. He worked for Skenos at a time. Uh, many of you probably know Glenn. And um, the day I went in with my gallbladder pain and I was sitting uh, in A&E wondering what was going on with me, I got the call that Glenn had passed away during the night, the night that I had suffered all night long with my gallbladder, but woke up and had was able to get an operation a few days later. Glenn didn't have that opportunity. He was a young man, younger than me, and he was too fast for him to leave us. But he was working on this incredible theology of Ruth, which when you read you'll it's great stuff you might not agree with all of it but it's great stuff and it takes Ruth out of the pages of the Old Testament and sticks it into Brexit and relationships between Ireland and England and all kinds of stuff that's going on in our world today and I'm delighted that that's become a book Padraig Atuma and him have put it together Borders and Belonging there's a wee bit in that book where he tells us that the book of Ruth is read at the Shavuot of the, the Feast of Pentecost in the Jewish calendar, alongside Exodus 19 and 20. Now, Exodus 19 and 20 is cinematic, magnificent, huge. We're on the mountain and there's smoke and there's all kinds of stuff and the Ten Commandments are about to come down and people are quite scared and there's awe and it's massive. And to read that alongside this story of a few women a famine and a man who comes to maybe bring some justice it's really really interesting to put the massive and huge alongside the personal and ordinary again the transfiguration seems that to me here we are again in this incredible spot where James and John and Peter are taken up this mountain and Jesus is transfigured, not transformed. Transformation happens on the inside out. Transfiguration is the outside changes and dazzles for a moment. And remember that we've been looking in Mark's gospel over the last few weeks about the identity and the authority of Jesus. Will we really get the identity of Jesus here? Elijah, Elisha, God saying, this is my son whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. The identity and authority of Jesus are marked out in this cloud up a high mountain where Jesus is transfigured. It's like cinematic again. It's like magnificent and mysterious. And then they come back down the mountain to live the personal lives. That's what I've been taking out of this week's lectionary. Whether 
it's the antibiotics, or whether it's just a culmination of all the things I'm reading. It seems to me that we have this massive thing, and it becomes personal. I started by saying at the outset that God is love. God is love. That's a massive cinematic statement. The God that created the universe and sustains the universe is love. It's huge. It's magnificent. And then we have this ridiculous idea that God loves us. It becomes personal. That, I think, is what happens from the transfiguration, from this magnificent cinematic huge moment, to the coming down the mountain to be disciples. God is love. And now we, in our everyday personal lives, become those who love. So here's the thing. As we come out of Valentine's Day, which is all about love, as we learn to lean on God's love, this magnificent love that becomes personal, then we come down the mountain to live that love with one another. The word magnificent, cinematic, huge, mysterious, becomes flesh and moves into the neighbourhood. And how he becomes flesh is through us. The actions that we do. The love that we share. I was this week on um, Vanessa on Friday morning. And I was talking about the power of love. The power of love. And I said that the most powerful love is that grace love. And used the illustration of Beauty and the Beast. Where the beast learns that he's loved and when he learns that he's loved as he is he transforms into something beyond something magnificent and beautiful grace makes beauty out of ugly things is how you too put it and so love in its simplest and most personal is transformative And I have been saying for 11 months now, and I want to say it again, that a phone call, a text, a social media message, a letter, is transformative. Oh, we know today, and I can preach that God is love. It's an incredible theology. It's incredibly massive and cinematic. But transformation comes when the people of God listen to what Jesus was about and begin to live that love in the neighbourhood and with those that we are in connection with. It's Valentine's Day and I pray that we know the cinematic, magnificent, majestic, huge love of God focusing in on the individual. But I hope also that we come down the mountain in order that we may take our place as disciples. Lent is about that. Lent is going to be these travel narratives as we take it through Luke's gospel and learn what it is to listen to Jesus. Learn what it is for the magnificent to become personal 
in our own spiritual formation. To learn that today, that power of magnificent, cinematic, huge love can become something that you're a conduit of to bring into the lives of those you connect with. So on Thursdays during Lent, we're going to do that connect with people. Just a reminder that on a Thursday morning, oh, today's a day when I can love. Now you can love every day and you should love every day. But it's just a Lenten reminder as we go through. Mike Scott has a song called Whatever You Want Me To Do, Lord. And it finishes with a whisper of, are we listening? Are we listening? And this morning I want us to know the magnificence of God's love on Valentine's Day. That magnificence and majestic cinematic wonder that the disciples saw high up the mountain, the dwelling place of God. And then I want us to hear what God says. My son whom I am well pleased, authority and identity of Jesus, listen to him. Listen to him. We listen to him by walking through these travel narratives with him, leaning in. Because it's not enough to just hear. We need the careful, intentional job of listening. Listening to how he would want us to be conduits of his love in the times that we live in. The word made flesh. The magnificent become personal. God is love becoming a loving telephone text. Let's do it. In Jesus' name. Amen.
for watching again today on this Valentine's Day. The prayer of the pastor is that you all know right now, wherever you are, the love of God. God is love. And share that love with others. Do it. And make sure that you do it liberally and lavishly with the grace of God. Text, write, phone, contact. And before all that, let's pray the benediction this incredible privilege of praying over one another, even in different homes, even across the world, this blessing, this blessing prayer of Paul's. Let's pray it as our Valentine verse to one another today. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and evermore. Amen. Amen.